I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. Well, how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Money Movers, I'm your host, Tanya Sam, and welcome back to Money Moves, the daily podcast determined to give you the keys to the kingdom of financial stability, wealth, and abundance. Our next guest is an influencer, owner, and head chef at Gaucher's Breakfast Bar, which includes two current breakfast bar locations located in Atlanta and a longtime serial entrepreneur. Gaucher, welcome to the podcast. We are so happy to have you here. Oh, thank you so much. I'm truly excited to have the opportunity to be here and talk about money moves. Well, I love it. And I have to say from the very beginning, I'm a fan of the breakfast bar. I love breakfast. Um, and it is one of the hottest places in Atlanta. So I want you to give our listeners the opportunity to understand how you got to own a business bar. I know I've supported a lot of the businesses that you've created in Atlanta, but what got you here from today? Tell us about Little Gaucher. Hey, so um, I don't know if people know, but I did hair for 28 years. I was in the beauty industry. I really loved it. And, you know, 
it was like really fun and really interesting, but you know, it was time for a change. I felt like it was 28 years and it was time to do something different. The market had started changing and I actually had bought a house on the South side, mm -hmm. which is where my first uh, location is located. So it wasn't a breakfast restaurant over there. And for success, for so many successful people to live off of Cascade mm -hmm. and for it to be such an affluent area, it's nowhere to dine. You know, you have to always go to Buckhead for nice food. And so I thought it would be great if we bought Buckhead to Cascade. You Love know, that. To that, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, I've always been a cook in my family. Everyone, you know, comes to my house and, you know, I would cook and, you know, my friends, they always say, you should open a restaurant. And I didn't, I didn't think I was that good, but, you know, I knew that I was good, but not that good. Wow. I, I, I did. I don't cook at home by a recipe. I just cook. So that was very challenging for me just to say, hey, I'm going to open a restaurant. How's my food going to be consistent if I don't use recipes? So um, that is actually something that is super interesting to me because a lot of people are just great cooks, right? I yeah. am not what you would call a great cook. I can cook, but I need a recipe. You know, I don't make things up in my my mind. I don't have this taste. And I always think it's interesting when I would watch like my aunties or my mom cook, but you know, I'd be like, what's the recipe? They'd be like, I don't have one. So I was like, well, how am I supposed to learn? And so a lot of folks in our community, they don't have a restaurant. They just know how to do. How did you manage that? Like, how did you manage to make these recipes go to a commercial kitchen where it has to be the same every day? Yes. So. I don't know if you know, but in my restaurant, I make all the sauces myself. So being that I make all the sauces myself, I had to go to Cisco, which is my food um, distributor, and they have all these chefs on deck. And so what I did was all my recipes, I went inside, I cooked them exactly how I cook at home. Uh -huh. And so what I did was while I was cooking and putting different things in the pots, they were measuring. Wow. And so this is actually like a program that helps people do this. Yes. Now that is gold on the podcast right now. Yes. <laughs> so they were measuring as I was cooking. And so that's how I developed my batch recipes, which I thought was amazing because I really did not understand how my food was going to be consistent. And I know that is key to a restaurant. Oh, it's totally key because you know, yeah. you go back to a restaurant cause you're like, this was delicious and I want to go back tomorrow and I want it to taste exactly the same. Yes. So and most can, of the time you go back and it's not. Yeah, <laughs> you, you won't go back. So that's how you lose patrons. So tell us yeah. again, it was, it was Cisco. Yes, yes, that is my food distributor. Yes, they have a wonderful program, wonderful. That's incredible. That's like a real key to success right there. Okay, so now you've got all your recipes down and how did you go about picking a location and how did you learn all these things so that you know you could be successful? Do you buy or lease? Like what was next? So again, you know, I moved over here 2014. There was not anywhere to eat. And so I found a space. I had been looking for a restaurant space and um, I couldn't really find a location. And just so happened right in the public shopping center, there was a space that used to be a to-go spot. Mm -hmm. And that spot, I guess they wasn't really, you know, doing too well. And they wanted to just walk away from their lease. 
And so just so happened, my realtor called and he said, I found a space right off Cascade. And I thought it was just God because <laughs> I was like, wow, right there, you know, it was something that I wanted in a community, you know, be able to give back, give jobs. And I just thought it would be a great, you know, a great move. And so it came available and no, unfortunate, I did, I am not able to buy in that plaza because my landlord owns the entire plaza. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's okay because, you know, I'm leasing and, you know, it's fine. It doesn't, it's not like a huge amount of, you know. Yeah. But it's still, you're investing in yourself and your dreams. And like, yes. you know, sometimes yeah. properties come up and it makes sense to buy them. Sometimes it's fine to like have this as a lease, a long-term lease or however and, you structured it. And especially I would not have wanted to buy my first location because I did not know um, how it would do. Yeah. You know, that's why I was very strategic about negotiating my lease where I was able to get out in mm -hmm. two terms, two terms, five terms, mm -hmm. you know, so that I mm -hmm. wouldn't be stuck in a long-term lease. So uh, um, for, you know, budding and aspiring restaurateurs, um, tell us more about like, so you had this idea, did you actually do a formal business plan or, I mean, you know, or was it just sort of like, okay, I'm just going step by step and it's so far working? You know, I hear people talk about business plans all the time. And at the time when I did open, I was trying to get money from, you know, Wells Fargo and all these big banks. And so I did devise a business plan, but I was not fortunate in getting money mm -hmm. from either one of the institutions. Yep. So I had to go the long route. And when I say the long route, that means I did hard money lender loans, you know, against my salon. Mm -hmm. And so it was, it was something that I would not do again, but I definitely would advise others to do it because I opened, you know, I got like five different hard money loans, but I paid them back in six months. Yeah. So, so I, I think, think that's I like a great thing because this is just, I mean, this is what some of the problems that Greenwood is trying to tackle, being able to provide funding for small businesses, for mm -hmm. in particular black and female entrepreneurs that are trying to build businesses because you go knocking to these big banks, Wells, and this, that, know. and they're just, it's crickets. And we hear this story all the time. Yeah. And it's crazy because I was banking with both banks, but each time I went to them, and that wasn't the only time that I tried to get along. Each time was no, no, mm -hmm. no. So, yeah. you know, so you I, have to do I, what I you never have to do, understood, right? you know, going to the bank, getting loans. Yeah. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. 
And Ramp Software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, I'm Dr. Maya Shunker, and I'm a scientist who studies human behavior. Many of us have experienced a moment in our lives that changes everything. A moment that instantly divides our life into a before and an after. On my podcast, A Slight Change of Plans, I talk to people about navigating these very moments. The last couple of years has been the hardest season of our marriage for sure. I'm surprised our marriage survived it. I think we both are. I think we both were barely holding on. Mm. Nothing compares to how hard this is. Their stories are full of candor, awe, and hard-won wisdom. And you'll hear from scientists who teach us how we can be more resilient in the face of change. True behavior change is really identity change. Every action you take is a vote for the type of person you wish to become. Listen to A Slight Change of Plans on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so fast forward, you know, you said, I paid those back in six months. So you obviously launched, you had a really successful launch, and you were like intent on like, I'm paying back these loans quickly. Who, like, where did you get that sort of financial advice? Who was advising you? Because, you know, sometimes you start making a little money, you can do all these other things, and you sort of stray away from the vision. Like, who was it? Who was that voice in your head that was like, pay back those loans, and then we go to the next level? Well, you know, my dad has been a stickler for credit. You know, he has always taught me to have good credit, um, you know, to pay my bills on time, pay myself, no matter, you know, what I'm going to pay, always pay myself first. Mm -hmm. And so I have been extremely big on that. Um, And so I felt like that was in my head when it was time for me to pay this money back because I don't like owing people, you know, and um, so I felt like if I had the money, I could pay the money back soon. I mean, the business like literally took off so fast and it took off faster than I had even expected. To wow, do. that's so exciting. Well, um, yeah. So even when my, you know, my financial advisor, my accountants, when they look at my numbers, they are just amazed because they just cannot believe that a restaurant is making those type of numbers. 
you know, and I was amazed too. So I have to be honest on that part. I mean, I knew we were going to be good and great, yep. but I had no idea it was going to go to that level. So talk about picking a second location. And then I hear you have a food truck as well. Right. So I opened in Fayetteville, Georgia. And I, like, again, like I said, I try to go to communities where there's a need. I don't try to be in places where there's a thousand other uh, restaurants, even though they're not the same like me, mm-hmm. I just still try to go where I meet it. Um, and so, yes. And so that has been doing extremely well. And of course we opened a food truck and we had to do a food truck because the pandemic yeah. like, really changed the dynamics of our restaurant. And when I say that, I say that because we didn't do to goes before the pandemic. And because I am such a visual person and I like for my food to be enjoyed sitting in the restaurant, like a real sit down dining experience. But when to go, when the you know pandemic hit, we didn't have an option, you know, yeah. we had to go to goes to stay afloat. And so, you know, that's what happened. And now that the pandemic is winding down, you know, our kitchen is only so big. So with that being said, we had to expand our kitchen and we couldn't go to the left or to the right because neither one of those businesses were moving. So I thought it would be a great idea to get a food truck. Brilliant. Yeah. Food truck. You know, we could do our lots of goals on it. And if we if festivals or anyone wants to rent out for catering, you know, we would be able to, you know, make those type of decisions as well. So it's another stream of income. Oh, that's great. Working out really, really well. Yeah. Okay. Tell us the process of like getting a food truck, because a lot of people are like, oh, you know, they might not have, you know, the resources to open a restaurant, but is opening a food truck an easier, lower barrier of entry into the restaurant industry, or maybe it's not, I'm not sure. You know, I honestly thought that it would be less expensive than my restaurant. Um, But actually I paid the exact same price that I did for the brick and mortar. And I say that because you gotta think about it. It's literally a mobile kitchen. So it's every single thing that we have in the kitchen just compacted you know what i'm saying so we have grill stove oven double oven you know two fryers you know so it's you know two refrigerators like an, another cooler oh like it's goodness. everything that's right. in the restaurant yeah so you know and of course i had to buy a brand new truck because i didn't want to buy anything used i've never been a used type of person because i don't believe in uh, other people's liabilities and taking on their problems. And so I did buy a brand new truck and then I had it custom. So, Ooh. you know, that was, it was a lot of expense, but you know, it's nothing that someone can't do because there are use options out there for people, you know, who don't yep. want to go that route. Yep. Those are available. I just didn't choose to go that route. Wow. That's so exciting. I'm so, it's it's a really great way to frame it and structure it. Like we needed overflow space. We needed more cooking. We needed another kitchen. We couldn't go left or right. So I really love that. So Mm -hmm. tell us what's next for you. What's coming up next for Gaucher? Do you have more restaurants that you want to open? More food trucks? Is there a whole new business area that you're trying to venture into? Yeah. And so absolutely right now we are under construction for a tapas spot. Ooh. And I'm going to say small bites, small plates, because every time I say tapas, people are saying tapas, 
what you gonna do with topless? Topless, <laughs> you know, they think something about a topless it's bar. The, the concept. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> so again, this will be on the south side as well. It will be at Campbellton and Camp Creek. And like I said, we are um, under construction. My landlord just bought that entire space over there. So it's a new Publix and all this you know, good stuff over there. So um, I'm really excited about that because again, we have nowhere to go on this side of town. Yeah. So we'll have live music, we'll have DJs, we'll have comedy nights. So it's going to be really, really nice. And then we also have a space downtown that we're working on. It's another breakfast concept. And then, you know, that's going to be it for me. I don't want to do anything else. I'm thinking, you know, in five years, I'm really going to be done. We are franchising at this point. So, um, yeah, that, that, that's what's up for me. So the next five years, I'm going to go hard, work in all the businesses as I'm doing now. And then after that, I'm going to be done, you know. Well, we'll check back in with you because I feel like every serial entrepreneur says that and then they're like, one more thing, one more thing. But no, can you thank you so much for giving us your time and insight today. Can you share with our audience where they can find you on social media so that they can come and enjoy your delicious food? Absolutely. Uh, you can find us at gauchesbreakfastbar.com and all social media at gauchesbreakfastbar. Thank you so much. All right, Money Movers, that's all the time we have for today, but make sure to follow Gaucher on all her social media handles and make sure you stop in for some incredible and delicious breakfast. And if we have helped you make your money move, please make sure to let us know by sending us a like, sharing the knowledge on your social media, and or leave us a review on Apple Podcast. Make sure to tune in Monday through Friday and subscribe to the Money Moves podcast powered by Greenwood so that you can have the keys to financial freedom you so rightly deserve. Thank you so much for tuning in, Money Moves audience. If you want more or a recap of this episode, please go to thebankgreenwood.com and check out the Money Moves podcast blog. Money Moves is an iHeartRadio podcast powered by Greenwood, executive produced by Sunwise Media Inc. For more podcasts on iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's brand new, season two. 
I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes... Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.